I know it's hard. It can be so hard changing habits, leaning on poor coping mechanisms like food, wine, shopping, and Netflix, trying to find an escape from the overwhelm you feel. But what if there was a better way? What if you could learn to steward your wellness to the glory of God? What if you could look at each decision as an opportunity to draw closer to him? Moving your body out of joy, fueling yourself with healthy, nutritious foods out of love, being filled with Christ each day as you make him an intentional part of your day, letting go of the toxic thoughts and feelings we have about ourselves. That's what we do in In His Image Wellness Collective. We work on total person wellness so we can show up as the moms, wives, friends, and women that God has purposed for our life. When you join, you'll get access to an incredible workout and nutrition platform, weekly meal plan inspiration, weekly devotional, a weekly prayer meeting over Zoom, daily support and guidance, a private group for accountability, and so much more. Send me an email at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com to get all the details on how you can become a part of this incredible community. I cannot wait to support you on this journey and introduce you to the incredible other women already on this journey. Again, email me at carlaargeswellness at gmail.com to get all the details. Or if you feel more comfortable, you can always DM me at Carla Arges on Instagram, and I'd be more than happy to connect with you there. Hey friends, welcome to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome to this Thursday's bonus episode. I am so excited to have Rachel Adams here with us. She is the author of A Little Goes a Long Way and is the she has a podcast, the Love Offering Podcast and blog. And it has been such a pleasure to follow her on Instagram and see her heart for Jesus. Welcome, Rachel. Hi, Carla. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive in? What's the 411 on Rachel? <laughs> the 411 on Rachel probably will um, make everybody bored because my life is so ordinary. I, I'm a small town Kentucky girl born and raised. Um, we have a, a little lake here in our town that's supposed to be like the largest man-made lake in all of the United States. And so um, that's kind of what we're known for here in my little uh, town. But I've been married to my husband, Brian. For 16 years, we've been together for 20. And then together we have two children, Will and Kate, who are 13 and 11 uh, right now as we're recording this. And so most of my days are honestly, I I am a podcaster, I am a writer, but really more than anything, I'm a mom and a wife and a friend and a daughter and church member and all of those things. And so, you know, I do the same things everybody does, making their coffee, reading their Bible, doing some dishes, making some meals, running some errands, you know, and having interactions day, day by day. But I am finding that all those little things that God does take that a long way and that I'm grateful for. Yes. I always say, and I truly believe that 
um, as women, our first ministry is to our home. That's where God has anointed and called us first. Yes, he may give us things in the world to do or in the church to do, but our first ministry is in the home. And I've discovered that God really shows up in the ordinary and mundane places in beautiful ways, right? So you're doing God's work. Now, what really caught my attention about you is the title, first off, of your podcast and blog series, The Love Offering. And I just really spent some time just meditating on that. Like, what is a love offering? How does that show up? Can can you tell us a little bit, like, what was your inspiration for the love offering? And what what is a love offering? So this was about, gosh, almost... I'm going to say almost a decade ago, which is insane to even think about, but I was sitting in my church pew. I just did a regular Sunday morning service and in front of me was a love offering envelope. And normally those are for monetary giving. Um, But it was in that moment, you know, I feel like the Lord talks to us in his still quiet, small voice. Um, And so it was just a moment like that, just him and I, and I felt like he was saying to my heart, Rachel, you are my love offering. I've given you my love. And so how are you going to go and offer that to everyone around you? Mm -hmm. And so that was how it started. It was just a moment with the Lord in the quiet on a Sunday morning. And so I kind of meditated on that and sat with that for a very long time. And I thought, okay, Lord, I know that the greatest commands are to love you, to love the Lord God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. I know that, but how do I actually go and live that out? Mm-hmm. Actually living that out is very hard to do, especially apart from the Holy Spirit residing and living inside of you, to, helping us to do things we can't in our own strength. And so I thought, gosh, I need help with this, Lord. I don't, you know, I'm trying my best. So I started just on this, this hunt, asking family and friends, like, how are you tangibly living out your faith? How are you offering his love, you know, with your gifts and your resources and your talents and the people, you know, with the people that you're around and the places that you're in. And what was so beautiful about it was everybody was doing it differently, mm-hmm. but everyone was doing it, um, you know, with their whole heart and, and, and so, and just being willing. And I think that that is what's been so beautiful about this whole journey. And so I just started interviewing people on a podcast. So I thought, okay, I'm going to start a podcast and use a free app and have no equipment, but my phone and nobody will want to be interviewed by me. And then here I am, I've started this January season five of the podcast. So I've had 200 and 25 some interviews with different people like all around the world. And gosh, it's been a gift. It's a gift that sitting in that church pew a decade ago, I would have never realized, you know, and and even now having this conversation with you and it's just, gosh, God's plans are so much better than our plans. And so it was just one little obedient step with one little obedient, I guess, or just me listening one day um, in church. So you never know what he's going to speak to you in church one Sunday morning, right? It's so true. And I think sometimes we get intimidated about where God's going to call us because we think about David stepping up to the giant and we get scared of our giant where God didn't call David to the giant first. He called him to the fields and he was refined in tending the sheep and fighting the bears and fighting the lions until he was able to do that. He did his first step in obedience that was ordinary and mundane and even looked down upon. So I love how we don't have to be afraid of where God's going to call us because he's going to refine us and equip us and prepare us for it. So that's so good. Um. 
So here's the thing. It's pretty easy to love a lot of people. It's pretty easy to love our friends. We like them. It can be pretty easy to love our kids, right? We like them. How do we show love to the people that have hurt us? How do we offer up a love offering? I know for me, having come out of a childhood trauma and different hurts and betrayals, and it took me a long time to really walk in forgiveness and show love. How, how do you do that? What have you heard from people in your journey interviewing? How do you love the people that hurt us? And what does that look like? Yeah, this is, this is in your spot on. This is the hardest part, I think, of maybe being a Christian. It's in it. And what I referred to earlier is about doing something that we, in our own strength and our own humanness and our own flesh, we don't have the capacity to do, especially when you have been hurt to, such an extent. And so I think, um, offering love really truly is offering the love of Jesus to them. And what Jesus says that we are to do, you think about how he lived his life. And I'm thinking about Judas right now, one of his friends that betrayed him worse than anybody, just the human race, mankind crucified him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still chose and said, this is, you know, Lord, take this cup from me, but I'll do as you will me to do your will be done and not my own. And so out of his love, he sacrificed his life. He laid down his life for his friends and for his enemies. Mm -hmm. And I'm so marked by that, that, that a sacrifice, no, we're not called to, to be crucified, but we are called to lay down our lives and to, to be selfless, to be sacrificial, to forgive even when people don't even ask for forgiveness. Um, And so I think that that is the greatest love that we can give is to offer our forgiveness and to offer grace and mercy because we have received grace and mercy. Mm -hmm. We didn't do anything to, to receive the salvation and eternity with Jesus. We, that was a free gift that we received. And so that is what we're extending to other people, whether they deserved it or not, because we didn't deserve what Jesus gave to us. And so it is, it's just, Lord, help me to forgive the people that have wronged me. Help me to extend grace and mercy and pray for those that persecute me. Pray Mm -hmm. for, pray for my enemies. It doesn't mean that you have to keep them in your lives. It doesn't mean you have to continue to be hurt. It's okay to have boundaries 100%. Um, but it's more of a heart posture um, that we are just offering that up to the Lord and offering it to them. Um, but it doesn't mean that you have to continue to keep them in your lives. Yeah. And you know what I love about God? Oh, he's so good. Is that the difficult things he calls us to actually benefit us too. Like when we hold on to unforgiveness, that's like us drinking the poison when we withhold love, it's making us hard. But when we showcase love to others, I feel like in those moments, we can feel God's love even more magnified in our life. Yeah, I, know, I think, 
Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no I'm agreeing ahead. with you. I mean, that that's when he shows up. You know, when we are going through some of the hardest times of our lives, that's when we are the most dependent on him. Mm-hmm. When we feel at our weakness, that's when his strength and his glory shines through. And that's how the the watching world knows that we're Christians and knows that we're different because they're like, how in the world could Carla have forgiven that person and be at peace and and have a smile on her face? How in the world? There's no other explanation than the Lord. And that's how we reach a watching world. Yes. I love that. You know, I struggle sometimes through periods of depression. My, my audience knows I have bipolar, um, which can often affect my mood and in those low points. And I know there's other women that struggle with depression or anxiety in those low points when we feel like we have nothing, how can we give a love offering then when we feel depleted? What what action steps can we take to walk in that call to offer love when we feel so unlovable ourselves? This is a great question. And, and just being com- completely transparent, I mean, the irony in me hosting the Love Offering podcast is I doubt what I have to offer myself. And so I'm right there with you many days. I'm like, what? I mean, who wants to hear from me? You know, who, who, who cares that I'm even present or available or my, my contribution feels too small. It feels too insignificant. And so um, I battle this too. And so I want to be forthright with that. And I, and what's coming to mind right now, I'm thinking of um, at one point I had an interview with Hannah Brincher and she, I will never forget. She said when she is feeling depressed or sad or something is going on in her life, she said, I, I always try to do the opposite of what I feel like doing. Mm. So she said, if I feel like sleeping in bed, I, I go up and I go take a walk. If I feel like, um, you know, being isolated, um, then I actually go and I go and call a friend. And so I think that there's something to that. And I think there even is something to that scripturally. You know, when we when we give, we actually gain so much more. Mm-hmm. And you you alluded to this. And I actually have a friend that just last night I was with, and she said how much she is struggling with anxiety and depression. And she said, you know, sometimes the, my worst enemy is if I'm alone and in my head and doing nothing and just focusing and worrying and just playing things over in my mind. And so she said, in those moments, that is when I reach out. That's when I go and think, what can I do for somebody else? She's Mm -hmm. like, and it's amazing what that does for my heart and for my mind when I'm focusing on God and when I'm focusing on other people and what I can do for them, what joy can I bring for them? And that actually then helps her. And I think that that is so beautiful. And so practically what that looks like is sending a text to a person, sending them a worship song, uh, writing them a letter, inviting them to share a meal with you, um, maybe taking them a cup of coffee. Uh, it looks like maybe inviting somebody to go for a walk with you or attend Bible study with you. Uh, maybe it looks like t- making a meal to take to somebody or serving somebody, you know, serving a ministry that you're really passionate about, um, you know, a, a backpack ministry, a homeless ministry, a widow ministry, you know, like just thinking, okay, what, what am I passionate about? What is maybe some of the experience um, that I've had? How can that benefit or help somebody else, you know, through the pain that maybe I've experienced that now they are experiencing? How can that give you some purpose to go and help that other person? And so practically, again, it looks like encouraging words, praying for somebody, you know, just being present, being present and giving your time and praying for people doesn't cost a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that we can all do that really makes an enormous difference. And I know when people have done those things for me, if I, it's amazing how 
if somebody just sends me a text that says, Hey, I'm praying for you. I had you on my heart. It's amazing. The difference that makes in my day. Mm -hmm. And so if that makes an amazing difference in my day and it was something simple, it took somebody 30 seconds, um, then maybe that that's something that we could do for somebody else. And so I think all God is asking of us really is, you know, are you willing Yes. Will you say, yes, we be obedient. Will you listen to the Holy spirit leading and say yes and do whatever I've called you to do in that moment. I love that. And I think sometimes as humans, our human nature is so self-focused, so self-centered, and we need to just get outside of ourselves, get outside of our own feelings, not be feelings led, not look about how, what do I feel? What do I need? What do I need to do what about me and flip that around right because that is where the obedience is right we're called to love god and others that is outside of ourselves and the more outside of ourselves we get the more joy i feel like we have it's amazing right well it's actually not amazing because when we operate in god's design he designed it that way so it's pretty cool um i know that Joy and peace and all of that are a byproduct of love, of loving others. What are some special ways that you like to love on others? Yes, I I love the way that you say the byproduct. And um, because again, we we receive so much more than we give. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just thinking about um, you know, I mentioned my children earlier, and I think how excited I am, you know, on Christmas it used to be what, about what I would get, you know, when I yes. was younger. And now it's like I get excited about what I can give and yes. and watching the looks on my my husband's face and my family and my children's face when they open the gifts that I've given. And so it really is such a byproduct of of, of giving those gifts in, in many ways. Um, but, you know, practically, I think, I think more than anything, um, trusting that God is going to use every single in- interaction and encounter. I really believe that with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, even last night I had the opportunity to have a book signing, um, at a bookstore locally. And some of the ladies that attended, you know, the fact that they took the time out of their day to be present there, the fact that they looked at me and gave me their eye contact and their attention and their smiles and their head nods and wanted to stay and have conversation afterwards. You know, it was interesting because they were, they, you know, it was, it was so fulfilling to me. I felt like here I am offering, you know, something to give to them, but it was my heart who, that was so filled up last Mm. night. And I'll say that to say, because God then in, he, he, he intersected our lives for some reason. And I may never see many of those women ever again, um, but it was such a marked moment in my life and I'll never forget them. And I want to journal about them and, you know, keep a record of, of God's faithfulness and their encouraging words and them cheering me on. And, um, so I don't know, I think in, in that way, showing up for people, you know, even I just attended a funeral this past week and my husband and I were saying afterwards, cause we kind of debated, like, we kind of know this person, but we kind of didn't. And we ended up landing on the, what encouraged us to end up going to the funeral is I, I said, if we're going to air, let's air on the side of showing up. Mm. And, you know, and and this even came, um, I had a friend whose son had cancer several years ago and, um, I didn't go to the hospital to go and sit with her. And I regretted ever since not going to sit with her and Mm -hmm. being present because I was worried I was going to have the wrong things to say, or, you know, be an interruption to her or distraction or, you know, an unwelcomed guest. 
But when she was telling me after the fact about all the ways that people loved her well in that season, which what meant the most to her was somebody's presence. Mm. And so I think that that's my encouragement today is just to show up for the people in your life, you know, whether that's, you know, strangers on the street and that's just giving a, a look or a hello or a head nod or a smile, or if that's people in your own life, you know, I can be busy doing things, you know, laundry and dishes and making meals and all the things. But, you know, sometimes my daughter will just say, Rachel, or my, she'll just say, mom, <laughs> mommy. Yeah. <laughs> will you, will you just sit with me? Will you, mom, you've not even hugged me today. Mm. You know, something as simple as like a little touch and just being together. It can mean yeah. so much, you know, so in your family with your friendships and, and even the stranger on the street. I love that. I think we tend to complicate it. I think mm. we tend to think it's big and complicated and messy when really, like you said, it's a 30 second text. It's just sitting with someone in their grief and in their struggle. It's smiling at a stranger when you pass. Like love is actually simple. And it's the tiny things over time that create this beautiful ripple effect. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I've, I've said before that I think we've overcomplicated what God intended to be simple. Yeah, living out the gospel is not hard. No, um, but it just takes intentionality and being obedient and being willing. Oh well, I love that you have been so willing to have this conversation with us today. Where can people find you and connect with you? And of course, I'll put this all in the show notes too. So as I've mentioned, I believe every interaction and every encounter and conversation matters. And so I would love to continue this conversation with anybody that's listening. And so you can find me at Rachel Adams author on Instagram and on Facebook. And then my website is rachelkadams.com. And there you can find all the previous podcast episodes, read the blog series, which Carla is a part of, um, download the free resources and, and even buy some of the significant merchandise on the shop. So yeah, again, I would love to connect with, with anybody listening for sure. Oh, I just, I love your heart. You have been such a blessing to me. And I know that you're going to be a blessing to the Affirming Truth family. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.